Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and now we're heading back for 1 Corinthians. I've entitled today's morning briefing, Cover My Hair? And our text is 1 Corinthians 11, verses 2 through 16. Could the young Corinthian women worship God with their heads uncovered? That was the question put to Paul. This passage provides a perfect example of how critical cultural and historical context are to understanding the Bible, especially when a passage was written for a particular group of people 2,000 years ago, such as Paul's letters to the churches. He wrote, Judge for yourselves. Is it right for a woman to pray to God in public without covering her head? That women had the right to participate in a worship service at all shows how revolutionary Christianity was in the first century. How different from the Jewish women who were not allowed any participation in their services and were, in fact, separated completely from men, either in a closed section or another part of the building. Indeed, we must understand the cultural customs of the day and the place. Many women in the Middle East still wear some form of the ashmak, the long veil covering most of their faces, leaving only open the forehead and eyes. The veil is and was a sign of subjection, worn by an inferior in the presence of a superior. While most Western women would not adhere to either part of this equation, while most Western women would not adhere to either part of this equation, veil or inferiority, we are seeking to understand Paul's treatment of the matter, including how such matters were solved in the early church. Archaeologist Sir William Ramsey explains the protection of the veil for women this way. In Oriental, or Eastern, lands, the veil is the power and honor and dignity of the woman. With the veil on her head, she can go anywhere in security and profound respect. She is not seen. It is a mark of thoroughly bad manners to observe a veiled woman in the street. She is alone. The rest of the people around her are non-existent to her as she is to them. She is supreme in the crowd. But without the veil, the woman is a thing of naught, whom anyone may insult. A woman's authority and dignity vanish along with the all-covering veil that she discards. How interesting! The yin and the yang, if you will. While in one sense the veil shows a woman's inferiority to her husband or father, it also affords her freedom and respect. Ironically, while I was in deep study of this passage, I took a break and took my little dog for a brisk walk at the beach. Of all things, two women came walking toward me, and one was covered. She was kind enough to take a few minutes to talk with me. Heba is Egyptian, but has lived in the United States for 16 years. But she only began covering herself a number of years ago. A practicing Muslim, she wears a white headpiece, leaving just her face exposed. I asked her about reaction, and she said she garners great respect particularly from men, because of her decision to cover herself in public. Hmm. She went so far as to challenge me to cover for an entire day and see how different it is as a woman. And again, I say, hmm. Because as I began to think about it, covering my head and my hair, my forehead, well, goodness, that changes a lot. It changes a lot about me and my appearance and... 
I'm really not so sure what I think about that. Well, indeed, as we study Paul's response to the Corinthian believers about whether or not to have the woman worship with a veil and the place of the veil in the Middle East establishing woman's inferiority, we see yet again why we must look at Scripture in context. This is one of those passages which had a purely local and temporary significance. And yet, by looking at it, we see several things. How women's place in the Christian worship setting was greatly elevated, which in turn impacted her place in the culture. Again, understanding that Jewish, Greek, and Roman thinking of the day cast her as no more than a possession. Yet Paul answers carefully in view of the fact that Corinth was a very promiscuous city. "'Twas better to err on the side of modesty than being accused of being lax or the cause of temptation to fellow Christians themselves. Well, today I end with the passage, which is lengthy, but I gave you um, the heart of what I wanted to discuss. It's 1 Corinthians 11, verses 2 through 16. Paul writes, I am so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. A man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying, but a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without a covering on her head, for this is the same as shaving her head. Yes, if she refuses to wear a head covering, she should cut off all her hair. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut or her head shaved, she should wear a covering. A man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping, for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory, and woman reflects man's glory. For the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman should wear a covering on her head to show she is under authority. But among the Lord's people... Women are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. For although the first woman came from man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God. Here it is. Judge for yourselves. Is it right for a woman to pray to God in public without covering her head? Isn't it obvious it's disgraceful for a man to have long hair? And isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? for it has been given to her as a covering. But if anyone wants to argue about this, I simply say that we have no other custom than this, and neither do God's other churches. So my friends, what we're talking about here is context and also respect in all things. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on morning briefings, and again, the title is Cover My Hair?